0: I'm John Matthews out here at the Clark Historical Museum this morning broadcasting because a while ago I came across uh, the Humboldt Area Paranormal Society, and I quickly said, those are my people. I need to talk to them at some point, and I tried, but it didn't work out. But here we are today at the museum because they, not that long ago, actually conducted an investigation out here. And with me now is Justin Mayeta. He's the founder of the group. I have Richard Griffith and also Jeff Gupton, and finally, Sean Tabitha Smith. Mm-hmm. So they're all members of the the Society. And I will start uh, with you, Justin, since you founded the group. Tell me about yourself and and who you are exactly.
1: Well, first of all, John, I'd just like to thank you for inviting us out here today, uh, this morning. It's a, it's an honor to be here with you. I've been listening to you a long time.
0: Well, thank you, Justin.
1: And um, what got me started, uh, about two years ago, I really started to uh, dig deep and um, I wanted to do something about it and uh, you know a lot of it was just curiosities that I've had over the years and um, I started to uh, kind of piece everything together and I figured I wanted something something I can have kind of a shared experience with and so I uh, went out and decided to uh, find some other people who have had experiences or who were interested in, in the same things. So it was more just kind of an accumulation of uh, experiences from others. I've never had any experiences, but. None whatsoever. None whatsoever.
0: So uh, then why even bother creating this society and then pulling these people together who presumably certainly have at least a strong desire to believe?
1: Well, John, I think a lot of it was just the, the curiosities. And a lot of close people to me, my family, friends, people that I find highly credible, have had you know, pretty interesting experiences, things that they can't explain, and uh, I think that's what really got me interested. And if if I can validate that in my own way, th- then there could be something to it.
0: And have you been able to do that?
1: Uh, as so far, you know, I, it's still early on in the game, and uh, we have, there was one head scratcher that, that really got my uh, attention in one of our investigations. Let's hear it. It was well. Basically, it was a private residence uh, in Eureka uh, last year. Uh, I think it was June or July. I can't remember exactly. Um, but we went to a residence where we caught an electric voice phenomena. It's something that you can basically use a tape recorder to uh, capture disembodied voices or or things of that nature. Things that we normally wouldn't hear with with the human ear. And so uh, we you know we went up and divided ourselves up in groups uh upstairs downstairs and in this one room we started just uh asking questions and um we kind of received you know we didn't hear anything at the time so we went back and and reviewed our evidence and uh sure enough there was something that sounded like a voice it said something and i'm not sure if i'm uh, allowed to say it on air john well it depends uh how how bad is bad It, it well, okay, it, well, I'll just bleep the word. Uh, it's basically, it was like, gee, damn, get out. Oh, that's fine.
0: Okay. Do it. <laughs> I want you to.
1: I, I was actually just thinking about saying it and then asking, I should see. I say it on sure air? you yeah, apologize there.
0: But, So then this was a hostile entity?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. From what I gathered...
0: And do, you, and do you believe that, that you were in the presence of a hostile spirit that could do you harm?
1: No, I, I think that... At the time, there was a lot of voices coming from the neighbors. Uh, I think there was a lot of things to consider. Uh, it would be a, a pretty, pretty profound step to just automatically assume it was something, you know, as, as most people would think of as a spirit or a ghost or think, you know, something like that. But it was definitely interesting because it did sound like it was right up, right next to the recorder, uh, just as close as I'm, I'm to this mic right now. And so the way it sounded, uh, it sounded like an older man. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of had our, our, you know, it definitely jogged our curiosities.
0: So was anyone else in this group there that day? Yes, we were all there for the investigation. Okay, yes. Yes. so uh, then then Jeff, uh, what what did you think about that when you actually came across that?
2: Uh, Well, in the playback, it was definitely something that uh, struck all of us as... um, something we couldn't really explain um we were all actually downstairs at the time uh of the recording and uh we we matched that up with the recording we were doing downstairs to verify you know because just before we heard the voice we could hear our voices downstairs and the location of it it wasn't Somewhere where you know we we thought we could get bleed. It's entirely possible we could get bleed from the outside, but it definitely sounded like it was coming from inside the room. And uh, you know, it, we didn't jump up and say, "Oh, this is paranormal," like they do on TV. But we did say that this is something that we could not
0: explain right away. And the recorder that you were using, because I have had some experiences with uh, digital recorders before. But what are you doing that you're saying that you can pick up something that the human ear can't typically perceive?
2: Um, traditionally a um, digital recorder or audio recorder works on a different frequency than the human ear it's designed to work similar to the human ear but it it tends to work on a different level and um, it's believed in the paranormal community that um, an entity can use the electromagnetic field generated uh, by the machine to convey a message and whether that's been proven or disproven is completely open for speculation
0: so this is not a special record that you have but it's just a standard one and then the idea is that uh then the the entity can uh speak to the the living through that come on if if i may john yes okay Um, all right and that is uh richard
3: richard one one of the reasons they call it electric electronic voice phenomena Is that we don't really know why it works, but it's been caught all over the world by hundreds of groups, um, and we're still trying to figure out why. But for some reason, it does seem to pick up things that we don't hear, but that's why there's the word phenomena in the name.
0: And how did you get involved in this?
3: uh i was actually watching one of those tv shows uh ghost ghost hunters, hunters.
0: i've seen that <laughs> I i've never kn- heard of it no, I, yeah, I knew it of was, course Justin.
3: <laughs> i knew it was over the top and that they they fake some stuff but i knew you know some people catch things and i wanted to see just how much truth there was to it and what made people believe in it see but the thing that kills me with that
0: show and also the Bigfoot show is that uh, they have these cliffhangers around every break and I, and I know why they do that because they want people to stay tuned but they they never find anything, so it's it's agonizing for me because I want something to happen and like oh wait a minute no it's a squirrel or oh, look there's a raccoon or it's
3: actually pretty accurate to how it so is so it kills me you're, you're watching <sighs>
0: I I, I the
3: video and audio and you're like oh that could no 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 that no, me.
0: no that, that was that was well, Bob again
2: and you have to remember that pretty much everything you see on TV is designed for entertainment purposes anyways I mean if you go to Jersey and talk to those people they really don't like the Jersey Shore because it's a bad Representation because it, it accentuates and you know through editing it makes it sensational. And uh, I grew up in people, Jersey. Did you? I did. And, see, I talked to people from Jersey and they hate that show.
0: At first, I liked it. It kind of went downhill eventually. But I mean, the truth is, growing up, yes, there were certain people. By the way, the term Guido. That's a term that we didn't really use as kids because it's racially, it's racial, it's, um, it, it, it's insensitive, I should say. Absolutely. And but now it's been, uh, I guess, uh, Not accepted. Culturized, yeah. Yes. So now people say Guido all the time. But yeah. years ago, I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the term Guido because of its ethnic uh, difficulties there. But uh, the 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 show itself, Ghost Hunter. Do did, did you watch it? I've
2: seen some episodes of it, um, you know, in, in the early days. Not and, anymore. Not anymore. Not since but I've actually... Why?
0: You're actually in the scene now.
2: Um, and because of being in the scene, I realize that it's all sensational television. It's it's manipulated and whatnot to uh, get people to watch. It, it doesn't serve any kind of scientific purpose. It's basically to get people to tune in so they can buy the T-shirts and the DVDs and that kind of thing.
0: Sean? Sure.
4: Um, I was, Yeah, I, I kind of grew up watching it when it first started, but it's completely not like what we're doing here. There's a lot of more historical research involved and, you know, the setup and all that stuff. You know, all the edited version of that, that what we're doing here is actually a lot of effort into it, that you can't fit all of it into an hour show. So So what,
0: what differentiates between the Ghost Hunters and what you're doing here in the Humboldt Area Paranormal Society?
4: more for us we're we're going at it more of a scientific approach where it's not kind of built up for hype just for people to keep the viewers as we're actually trying to find facts that correlate with the evidence that we find and you know just trying to help out if people have unexplained phenomena happening around them to make them feel a little bit better that they're not going crazy maybe there is something happening but it's you know it's not the crazy you know hype that all that stuff you know dramatic audio you know video music going on yeah
1: so I just just a like to add that um, I think that each group thinks they're different than the other one. Unfortunately, uh, I think everybody is different. It's all subjective, and I think that um, Sean is absolutely right. Uh, that's that's exactly what we do. Uh, we're all pretty skeptical, but we're all
0: very scientific. You know, we want the tangible stuff. And so, but when you say scientific, what exactly are you referring to specifically when you talk about your methodology?
1: Scientific method, you know, well, if we, you know, experiment with it, you test it, demunk it, things like that, using uh, mathematics. You know, just we really want to get into the the science of it.
0: And how often do you need math to actually investigate a ghost? Well, if you think about it, uh, you, we have to try. To. <laughs> Well, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm asking.
2: This is for all well, the kids who are in math class uh, yes. going Yes, use this math, yeah. the, the
1: ghost. Exactly, there will come a time. Uh, no, but I think, you know, when we're – everything, we have to take into account. Uh, location, uh, if we're setting up something upstairs, how close is it to the camera and vice versa. You know, it just – Every little bit, you know, you have to measure. You have to write down, take notes.
0: So, Uh, but what are you basing that on specifically, though? Because I guess when you approach, oh, okay, now I have to build a house. There's a certain form I have to uh, actually follow, and there are certain practices that I need to follow. But you are sort of uh, out there on your own, uh, sort of deciding what is scientific in the world of the paranormal, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. I mean, is there any rule book, or is there any... I mean, when you say it's it's scientific, what are you basing on and what is your background to determine if, in fact, it's it's sound?
4: Well, there's many theories which cannot be proved in this field because it's still up and coming. So we just try to take from what others have, have used in the past that have worked for them and still building upon that because the more people investigate and the more theories and stuff comes up that you know it helps with finding and disproving and debunking it's more of going through the scientific process of trying to debunk something and if there's no plausible way of it happening in that way then then maybe there is something there but it's more of us trying to debunk and prove that to be just you know leaky pipes or you know Any of that kind of stuff.
0: And I did see through your Facebook page that you are now without a tech specialist. And is that something that you're still looking for? Is this uh, an open call for a tech specialist? Correct. Okay. And really what uh, is asked for here... You need uh, access to motion detectors, sensors, thermal cameras, temperature guns, night vision cams, and or anything related. By the way, I have a lot of tech uh, material, uh, that's a silly term to use, but I have have a lot of gear, put it that way, just related to things of uh, radio world uh, material, but uh, night vision cams, temperature guns, these things sound incredibly expensive.
3: You'd oh, be surprised how many people they, <laughs> um, in the field have them.
0: A temperature um, gun? When, when would a normal person need a temperature gun? What is a temperature gun?
3: It's, it's a, a laser thermometer that takes the temperature of an object at a distance. Oh, really? Or the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, I can take yeah, That sounds too. pretty neat. Some of them have ambient settings so that you can just hold it in the air and get a reading of whatever the air temperature is. Okay. And how much would that run me if I wanted a temperature gun?
0: 30,
1: I, I've seen them as low as, you know, thirty forty, like Richard was saying. But I've seen them as high as $2,000.
0: Okay. All right. So it's not impossible. So if you have these things or would like to actually acquire them, uh, this is a necessary requirement for the, the new tech specialist?
1: Generally, that's what we're looking for, is somebody who can take it a step further than what we have. I think all of us here have laptops, you know, cameras, uh, digital recorders, things like that. So we're looking for somebody who might be able to have that that. That really, you know, really awesome piece of uh, equipment, uh, night vision cam, uh, infrared
3: camera, and, you know, anything like that. A temperature well, gun would be really good, too, as well. Also someone who actually knows how to use it. Um, That'd not be someone who just picked specialist. it up to get into the group. Someone who actually knows how to use it and knows how to clean things up. And people can find you rather
0: quickly, as I did, through the Facebook page.
3: Uh, that right, would be the best way. Uh, one of the best ways to contact us. There's also our uh-huh. area of... Yeah, H U M B area paranormal at Gmail. At Gmail, correct.
0: Has anyone seen a ghost? By the way, I I, I want to see a ghost. I do, but I <laughs> Who doesn't? really wouldn't that be amazing? Suddenly, so like, oh my goodness! I saw a few on last Halloween, actually. Did but you really? No. <laughs> the the I trick is not that. running. Uh-huh. But has anyone seen a ghost? Anybody? No, not I, me personally. I,
2: I haven't seen a ghost, but. I've had some unexplained things that I, I've, I've experienced. Such as? Well, um, I did some theater at the Ferndale Reptory Theater in the early 90s. And there's been rumors going around about a ghost they call Bertha. And Bertha has always been known to mess with props. Well, I was doing a show one night where um, it was a... Uh, um, Fictional meeting between Oscar Wilde and Jesse James. Well, one of the characters needed to fire a black powder gun. Loaded it every night himself, tested it, a whole nine yards. I was uh, making a comment like, hey, Bertha, give us a good show. He makes a joke saying, hey, you don't believe in that stuff, do you? And I'm like, well, can't hurt. We go on stage. He goes to fire the gun. The gun won't fire. Pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger. Finally had to improvise and uh, that was the end of the scene. We all went outside and he's like, I can't understand why it didn't work. Well, he pulled the trigger and all six shots fired. So I'm like, well, do you believe in it now? And he's like, well, I think I might.
0: <laughs> but in your heart, do you think that that is a sign of something beyond our world?
2: Uh, I think so. You I, don't honestly, really... I honestly think so. I think there are things that Richard, we just can't. Are afford. you
0: serious? Oh, Jeff. Jeff, I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Okay, I'm serious. this is something that actually, you believe that that particular incident uh, has a substance to it?
2: Absolutely. Really? Okay. And if I wasn't there, I wouldn't believe it.
3: Okay. Anyone else? Ghosts? Um, I had experiences as a kid, but years later, I'm pretty sure I debunked them. Uh, my family thought our house was haunted. We'd see uh, a shadowy figure out of the corner of our eye. Um Years later, looking back on it, I realized that where people were seeing it was a long white hallway with a dark door at the end, and out of the corner of your eye, your mind would just say, hey, there's something there, and the first thing it'd say is, it's a person. Um, And so that's, that's kind of what's got me into the mode of just debunking as many claims as I can for the group. Um, so
0: is that the goal for you, to actually try to, to, to press ahead if someone said, okay, that house could be haunted, you go in there and you try to figure out whether or not there's any validity to that whatsoever?
3: Right, trying to come up with rational explanations without resorting to the paranormal. Um, and that's that's one of the main things we do, is try and get rid of everything we can, whatever's left is the stuff that we start saying, okay, this might be something paranormal. And
0: has the group uh, been received justin uh here in town of course i've, I've seen the uh, north coast journal article that appeared not that long ago
1: yeah uh that was that was really uh nice to have that opportunity uh i think we're still pretty uh, pretty new um we've only been around for really just less than two years uh total and i think people are starting to kind of catch on a little bit and we're spreading the word and i think so far it's been pretty pretty good positive reception i think uh Overall, I think that's. I think everybody would agree. Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, going back to the experiences thing, real quick here is that what I've been doing lately is I work overnight, so when I'm gone, I like to set up a uh, a cam in my in my place. And what I've been doing is I have it to set to where any sort of movement will will trigger recording. And so what's been going on is lately I've been having just you know three or four ten second blocks of of motion is being recorded nothing that you can see but it's detecting movement at random hours of the night say two o'clock to four o'clock five o'clock and you know and that there could be an insect it could be a gust of wind even though my wind you know you never know but i think it's interesting it's fun.
0: Well, yes, it, it it's is fun. Yes, I, I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> and really, for me, uh, that would be so earth-shattering if one day I realized that there were ghosts in the world, because then that would open up a whole other uh, problem for me, philosophically. Oh, sure. Well, right. do you, uh, do you, is that something that uh, anyone could speak to right now? Do you have a belief in the afterlife, or God, or where, what, why these ghosts here, as far as you're concerned? That's what I'm here to find out, personally.
4: Yeah, and... Um... I actually had my grandmother pass away in May, and actually the fifth member here who's not here is Simone. And so we're actually there watching grandmother pass away, and so many people she saw, my mother, and the caretaker all saw shadow people. And so I, I didn't see any of that, so I don't, you know, they're all, you know, credible people. But it's more of that really struck me as like, okay, your grandmother's passing away. People are seeing these things that have been associated with the death of a loved one, so, it kind of triggered me into really getting involved in this, saying, where does it go? You know? And so that was a major. What
0: did you come up with?
4: I. Where are you I, right now? I, Is there
0: a God? Tell me, Sean. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm not getting into that. <laughs> okay. No comment. I see. <laughs> um,
0: but you're open to the possibility of an afterlife and that these beings are here because yeah. there's some sort of.
4: Um, for me, there's just so much. That we still aren't able to prove, unable to see. So for me, it's just more a fascination of you know what are the possibilities. You know, it's just hard to figure out. It's one of those curiosities that I have is you know as a scientist of getting you know to prove it or disprove it. Because for me, seeing is believing. So that's kind of where I'm at. Is I don't not believe, but I have yet to get proof enough to strictly say yes, I believe in ghosts. But, you know. And through the
0: the Facebook page, uh, Jeff, sorry about getting your name wrong earlier, Jeff. No problem. Uh, But... Uh, I saw that, uh, again, oh, it was just one of the, the postings, and there was this admission that uh, people already think we're crazy uh, or something to that effect. Or, I mean, I can show you that quote. Someone wrote that. Sure, yeah. It was, okay. I got it. It was, it was just like, oh, people already think we're crazy, so please no lunatics or uh, people who are out there. <laughs> uh, we want uh, to look at this in a very serious way, so <laughs> please. Yes, we want serious candidates for various uh, positions.
2: Yeah, we've had some interesting messages sent to us through
0: Facebook. Oh, okay. oh really? <laughs> yeah. So around here are people approaching, uh, the group, uh, that you would typically just say, maybe you want to go down to, uh, that other operation. We're not for you. Are there people who are approaching you? You think are too fringe dwelling for your, your, your tastes,
2: but to a certain degree it's happened. Um, yeah, it's happened. Um, we've had a few people that, uh, you know, they, they start to sound credible and then the more they talk, they're, uh, you know, referring to Elvis and, you know, things that, uh, you know, fly through their head. And Mm -hmm. Bigfoot, you know, comes into the picture and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it starts to go
1: off on a tangent. So what is your position
0: on the Bigfoot?
2: I haven't seen him. I can't see anything. Yeah, here.
0: I uh, have many uh, enemies within the Bigfoot world, apparently. But uh, (laughs) uh, I do not believe in the Bigfoot. Uh, This is just the way it is. Again, I've gone out there with various people who claimed to have seen uh, the Bigfoot, and I will talk to those who have, uh, of course, have uh, had these experiences, and I will in the future. But I have not seen anything to suggest that there is a Bigfoot. Uh, and yeah. by the way, they're nice people I know sure. who believe in this, and I'm, I'm baffled that they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> but you are not willing to take that stand right now?
1: My, my impression is that if it's out there, it would have been found already. Yeah. Somebody would have had it. Really? I think so. I mean, there's so many pictures and stuff like that. Come on. But then again, there is that other side of the coin. You never know until you get out there and personally see it. And I don't think you could take it, dragging it and screaming, and show somebody, and that person's still gonna probably be a little optimistic or or opposed to the idea of it. And that applies
3: to just about anything. That's paranormal people true. say the same thing about ghosts. So, I mean, I guess we're in the same boat.
4: Open to extreme possibilities of you know that stuff. Being around, but I'm just not finding it out. It's just you know, being open to the idea that it could exist, just not believing in it because we haven't seen it for our own eyes.
0: All right. So finally, can I get you on the record, Sean? Bigfoot, yes or no? Yes. Wow. Yes.
4: You're... <laughs> no. I mean, I, I. Yes, there is a possibility. Definitely,
0: exists. maybe. Uh, uh, definitely, yes, maybe. definitely,
4: maybe. Yes, it could exist, but no, I don't believe in it because I haven't seen it.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah.
4: Same as ghosts. Yes, could exist, but. I don't believe in them yet because I haven't seen them.
0: And how many investigations have you guys been out on at this point, Justin?
1: A total of uh, six or seven right now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And what does that typically look like?
3: Um, well, uh, it's go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we uh, first up, we get someone to contact us, say, "Hey, we think our place is haunted. We want you to check it out." We say, "Okay." Uh, the first thing we do is go look through historical records, figure out if anything substantial has happened at the location. Um, once we've done that, have anything that might be useful, we go to the location, set up, um, interview the client, um, and that's anything from... The client, are you charging for this? No, oh, okay. right. No, it's, it's a free service, <laughs> okay. um, but we call it the client because okay. they're bringing us in to do this. Um, yeah. And we, we do an interview which has questions, anything from how's the wiring in your house to do you play with a Ouija board, um, just covering all the bases.
0: Is that right there a deal breaker if they say yes to the Ouija?
3: It, it could come in as a factor later if we catch some pretty hefty stuff um well meaning what that you think that that's a portal to another dimension well there are there are theories there are a lot of stories
0: right that's a game that used to bother me as a child because i know nancy my neighbor was moving that ouija uh little trinket there (laughs) and i said nancy stop moving that i know you're doing it i know you are and she never admitted it. I'll call her later.
3: <laughs> okay, I, uh, well, you do that. I will. Um, but, so, I'm um, sorry, let me understand the, the the Ouija factor again. So, there's there's this theory that... Okay, starting from the assumption that ghosts do exist, um, one of the, the main problems can be simply trying to contact them and opening yourself up to them can invite them to haunt a location or a person. And so... Playing with a Ouija board, um, a pendulum is another one of those kind of games. Um, it, it opens the person up to more direct contact with whatever spirit is. So, you would not want to play the Ouija board with me right now? You'd be concerned
0: that suddenly uh, another dimension would open up? You know, I don't really believe in it, but I like to play it safe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
4: Want to meddle
2: with that? Just in case, I, there's no, but, t- too many urban legends. Well, and, yeah. and the best comparison I've ever seen is is I wouldn't let my kid go on the internet in a chat room and talk to somebody that they don't know because you know they could be saying, "Oh yeah, I'm 13 years old and I'm a boy and I'm this and I'm that," and they could be anything. Well, if if Ghosts really do exist and can use a Ouija board. Who's to say that they're going to represent themselves as nice and happy and Casper ghosts?
0: But isn't that produced by Parker Brothers or some major company? Uh, it's not a really a.
3: It's, it's not the device itself, it's the act of trying to contact the afterlife. Just and Ouija
2: boards it. have been historically been around for a long long time. Parker Brothers just
0: put it a- way, I'm not sure it's Parker Brothers. I just right. grabbed yes. it that one. Milton Bradley Parker but, Men, one of those guys. Okay.
2: But they they're the ones who put it in a box and sold it for, you know, entertainment value. Wow. That's how they advertise it.
0: I d- okay. All right.
4: It's the energy put forth into, you know, that inanimate board that could cause something harmful.
0: Now, you did do an investigation here in the building, and we're about to take a quick tour of that uh, uh, just to see what's happening in the building. But did did you find anything?
1: Justin? Uh, Nothing uh, from my... Zero. Zero, nothing. Oh, really? Well, there were a couple little sounds that we've heard. Just sounds, nothing else. Case closed. For me, anyway. Go ahead, Richard.
3: There's, There's some stuff that we're still looking into, um... There was a, an audio recording that we did upstairs um, that we were hearing some pretty frequent knocks, um, which we still have to look into it, see if it happens on a regular basis, if it's pipes in the walls. Um, there's there's a number of factors that could go into that. So that's, that's something we still need to follow up with here at the Clark Museum. Um, there was also another moment where we caught what sounded kind of like two footsteps, uh, while no one was around, isolated. Um, again, we need to follow up. That's that's one of the main things. Is if you do catch something, it's really hard to say that it wasn't uh, something eas- or that you can explain. And so you have to you have to follow up. It often takes more than one investigation. Um, So there's nothing 100%. There's nothing that popped up and said, hey, I'm a ghost. Um, But there's enough to keep us interested in this place. We would like to come back here and and do another investigation
1: between the hours of, say, like midnight and, say, early morning hours. Because we were here only, uh, I think it was like 8 to 10 o'clock or something like that. Something like that. So there was still a lot of activity outside. And so I think that kind of played into the contamination of potential...
0: All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll run upstairs and then see what uh, was happening there. And well, that's all coming up right after a short break here on Case Log over at the Crystal Clark, Histo- the Clark is Historical the Museum.
5: artesian bottled water to families and businesses from Garberville to present city. Local- 94.1 Case Log. 94.1, Case Log. <laughs> uh, I'm going
4: to take a chance. We're back on the
6: air. And Larry, since you're sitting in there, can you help me out? You can probably hear me if I'm now speaking over the commercial. If you could solve it for me, that'd be very, very helpful. So let's give it a shot. Thank you, Larry Trask, coming out in the engineering department over in the studio. My name is John Matthews uh, here at the Clark Historical Museum in Eureka with uh, members of the Humboldt Area Paranormal Society. And uh, we are now upstairs, uh, where I guess there was this uh, presumption that something may have happened at some point. And what was the story here? Um, this is... Actually, why don't, why don't you go ahead? which so, uh, which you want to in the museum. Would you uh, introduce yourself and tell what you do here?
5: Yeah, I'm Carly Maria. I'm the museum coordinator here. And so when it was a bank, this area was the women's restroom and so I guess the bank manager was a little bit of a womanizer and his wife worked here as well and so she used to come up here and cry and be upset when he was flirting with the other ladies and so I guess she came back here after she passed away and has been upset up here since which is why we leave the chair here so she can sit down. I guess one of the paranormal groups said she was pacing up here so we opened up a chair and she can sit
6: and supposedly that's helped. Holly do you believe in it?
5: I'm not sure. I definitely worked here in the evening and nothing too spooky happened. One time a painting came off the shelf for no reason. But other than that, it's been pretty stable up here for me.
6: Yeah, that's kind of a tragic story. This woman would come up here and then weep, uh, and then even after she died. This is so powerful for her that she would suffer in this way. Isn't that awful? It is really
5: sad to think about, yeah, and especially come back to the place that upset you for so many years. but. Huh? And you
6: know, you mentioned that there have been other groups that have come by here beyond the Humble Air Pan Society. Who are, who are those people and where was that?
5: It was before my time, but I guess I think ten years ago there were two different sets of people who came in. And both groups when they came in um found kind of a spirit in the same location. So here in the basement and then I believe in the Native American one. Okay.
6: Uh, and do you know why they came by? Is, is, is the building known to have uh, hauntings? Well, I mean, of course, the stories you told me, but widespread how, how, spread these stories? Um, I mean, they've been carried down kind of through
5: different employees and just having different ghost groups come through. They've kind of read the same sort of thing, but um, it's an old building. This whole area has quite a history, so I think there's there's a lot of things in Old Town, Eureka.
6: Well, thank you, Sean. Sorry,
5: right. and even the artifacts within the museum, they all have, you know, for me, kind of embedded history with them. So even an object within it, the museum may hold something within it instead of just the building itself. So it's always something to take into consideration, too. There's so much history within this building that they've all categorized and, you know, laid out for everybody to see.
6: So, who could explain to me what went down the, the night that you spent here, the afternoon that you spent here? If someone could explain what the process looked like with the investigation and Richard? Um, so, in this room in particular, we had a chair set out that the claim was the ghost enjoyed having a chair to sit on. Um, it's based off of, I guess, psychic claims from the past. Uh, we don't usually go by uh, stuff stuff psychics say but we do look into it for the clients trying to verify it uh, so we had a chair set out we had three to four people in the room uh, we asked asked a series of questions trying to get any sort of response um, and throughout the session we were getting some knocks um, some of them seemed To be coming from different locations, sounding a little different, uh, which, like I said before, is one of the things we still need to look into. Um, We also, this is also the location where we got the two footsteps while no one was around. Um, Nothing that that definitively says there's a woman who enjoys having a chair sat out for her. To sit here and suffer. Yeah. um, But. It's not out of the question, your mind. Right. Okay. Okay. It's rather musty in here. Have you ever noticed that? I think they're like well, my throat was scratchy. It's it's not a room open to the public, so there's there's a lot of Stuff in here. So, but since everyone here is open to the possibility of the ghost being here, and I don't mean to be uh, just the eternal downer here, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm sorry, downer. I'm sorry. Both I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point you saying that. I'm like, oh, it doesn't. But uh, I'm not see anything that, that uh, suggests these things happen. But so, if I were the kind of person who believed in these uh, types of entities and specters, uh, I'd be constantly freaked out. Yeah, I mean, aren't, aren't, is that how you move to the world, uh, Jeff? We are, are you, could there be a woman in here with us right now that you can't see? Isn't that strange to you, Jeff? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, um, people call it a soul. You can call it whatever, but there's an energy within every person. And the body is just a vessel. And if that energy is strong enough, there's good possibility you could uh, withstand the afterlife, you know. So there's a possibility not all ghosts are to be feared, um, you know, just like not all people are to be fear, feared. You know, if they were good in life, they could be good in the afterlife. So And why are these, these ghosts here, Jeff? Explain that to me. In, in your mind, the way that you, you look at the world, what would that be? Uh, how is that possible? Um, in looking at human psychology, some people just can't let go, to things, let go of things. Uh, They can't do it in life, and they certainly can't do it in death. Um, There's been theory in the community that there's uh, different types of of hauntings, people that just can't pass on because they don't want to leave, and people that have just basically left an imprint that keeps replaying over and over and over again. Um, Whether or not, that's what we have here is is yet to be seen. And, uh, Justin, what is the next project? Or is there another house that you're moving on to? Uh, right now, we're still taking um, the tips, and we're, we're still following leads, potential leads, but uh, nothing right now. But we're we're hoping to get some, uh, some action here pretty soon. Well, I hope that action uh, comes your way, Richard. Uh, and uh, is there any place that you think that uh, there's a strong possibility that I could see a ghost in Humboldt County? If you were to give me one place to go, where would that be, Richard? Come on. Um, I've, I've heard great things about Carson Mansion, um, which is a place in Old Town, Eureka. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. like we haven't been able to get into there yet. Oh, I can make that happen for you. Ooh. I'm not going to connect, but I can make some phone calls, and then we'll can see if can get you in there. When do you want to do that? As soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely, as soon as possible, yeah. Great. All right. We also like
5: some equipment, though. <laughs> investigations. Um, we will be trying to boost at Arts live and get donations or, you know, try to do some kind of exchange, but yeah, fundraising, so yeah, if you guys want to come meet us in person, we'll hopefully be the Arts
6: live Alright, so Sean, Richard, Jeff, Justin, thank you all very much for coming down today. I really appreciate you guys coming and speaking with me. Thank you, John. (laughs) We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you, Larry, for helping me out. And we'll be back right after a moment here at the Clark Oracle Museum.